The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and I talk AEW Dynamite from last night, especially MJF, and believe it or not, more importantly, Ricky Starks, who may have had a career-defining moment in the ring with MJF on the microphone. We discussed that, and we have a really candid interview with the natural Dustin Rhodes right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You were there in Austin, as you always are. It's your, it's your city, man. It's your place. Yeah. And that's exactly where AEW was last night. And one hell of an atmosphere in Austin for AEW. Yes, it was. I mean, really incredible uh, reaction from the crowd. Uh, It was just a few seats away from being sold out. As well as uh, that was the last time that AEW will be going to the Cedar Park Center. Um, from now on, we'll be at the brand new, spacious, luxurious, downtown University of Texas campus, Moody Center, which I'm looking forward to. I, I got a chance to tour the arena, and it is special. It's, it's, it's one of the most um, well-put-together arenas that I've been to. Awesome. But, you know, we did have this swan song in that arena last night here uh, in Austin, Texas, Mark. So pretty excited crowd. How was the how was the atmosphere all day leading up to that show last night? You know what, man? Anytime that I'm in my town uh, where I live, I, I, I expect the people to come out in full force. I, I want it to be, you know, the, the, the crowd that you're the most proud of. Austin did not let me down. What a hot crowd. And if you were in the first few rows, you felt like you were about to be a get in the ring. Um, Ricky Starks and uh, MJF promo. Uh, I really thought that there were going to be people jumping the ring. Uh, <laughs> People were hanging over the rails and stuff, and 
as loud as any crowd that I've heard in a, in a, in a while. That's pretty damn impressive. Well, I mean, you you mentioned Ricky Starks and MJF. Let's start there because I think that was for a show that had some big moments. That might have been the biggest. And the last time we saw MJF is when he attacked William Regal. And we'll get into William Regal a little later on in the show, Mark. But the last time we saw him, he attacked William Regal. What a perfect yeah. place to be next than in Austin, especially with Ricky Starks. This has been Ricky Starks' home now for over two decades. So, you know, Ricky Starks in the ring in Austin. And it was good to have MJF come out last night and be completely booed in that arena because that's exactly what happened in Austin last night. Brother, MJF picked the wrong one. I mean, usually somebody will be in the ring, they'll be wrestling or cutting a promo about whoever they're going to wrestle. And MJF comes out and is like, all right, get out of the ring. I'm going to come down. And he does his spiel. And that's usually that. Not last night. Nope. No, sir. He went in there. And he started berating and trying to get rid of Ricky Starks. And Ricky Starks grabbed the microphone. So as passionate and as emotional as Ricky Starks is in his wrestling style, he is just as emotional and flamboyant in his promo style. And for the first time ever, I think we saw somebody best MJF in a promo to promo, microphone to microphone uh, battle. And uh, I was very proud of Ricky, but more than being proud of him, I was impressed. He didn't rattle. He didn't shake. He delivered. And I think now people are going to want to see him do more of that. So kudos to Ricky Starks. No, and I and I think that I think last night for Ricky, and I and I know and I know this is gonna be a big topic on today's show. We definitely want to hear from the busted open nation and what they thought of what they saw last night. Eight seven seven three four 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 eight nine three eight seven seven fight ninety three. That was that was in my in my eyes and listen, we don't know what's gonna happen when they finally do meet in the ring. But for me, with all the great moments we've seen from Ricky Starks, that was probably the night of his career last night. There you are. You're on AEW Dynamite. You're in the ring with the current world champion, and you have a Hall of Famer like yourself, Mark Henry, saying that you bested the world champion. That was definitely, to me, the moment of Ricky Starks' career so far. I so think far. so. I mean, yeah. Outside of the first time that he came on Busted Open on uh, Get Yourself Over Monday and drew the attention of Cody Rhodes and ended up having a TV title match against Cody Rhodes, I think that that was the best moment of his career. Yeah. And it was definitely the most um, that he ever got over in his career. Um I mean, Rick, Ricky, Ricky exposed him, his, his emotions to the crowd. He talked about his family being homeless. 
after Hurricane Katrina and, and moving to Austin uh, as a little kid and uh, them trying to find their way. He talked about how much he, he's, he owes his life to his mother, which emotionally got people. They showed people in the crowd wiping their eyes. And then he said, he said, I'm doing everything I can not to just be the champion and stand here in front of y'all. He said, I want to buy my mama a car. I want to buy my mom a house. Like I want to, I want to do stuff that's gonna that's gonna bring joy and peace to our existence. Like that, that's that's hard, man, to um, to gloss over because we always make it about wrestling. This is life and death for him and his family. There's there they didn't they didn't have anything, and. Max is out there talking about being rich and, you know, like his, he, he man, he tore him down, Dave. Yeah. Talked about, you, at least if you're going to go get the Burberry shoes, don't get the knockoffs, get the real ones. Oh, man, he, he laced them. And I was very, very impressed. Very impressed. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit when we know that Ricky Starks is going to be his first opponent. And let's face it, Mark, this is MJF's first opponent after becoming world champion. This is a big deal, not just for Ricky, but for MJF as well. You know, this first feud, this first title match is really going to be the kickstart of his reign and may define what his reign could be. And, you know, it takes two to tango. And to have those two, you know, have that verbal war and to come out saying, you know what? I think Ricky Starks may have bested MJF. This is off to a really good start because we know what Ricky could do in the ring. The one big doubt about Ricky Stark is being able to grab that crowd emotionally. Listen, he was in front of his hometown crowd last night, which is great thinking and great planning by AEW. You had the attack on William Regal, and then you put him out in front of a crowd that you know is going to hate MJF and love Ricky Starks. It was, it's off to a great start. And now, to your point, Mark, they've grabbed me emotionally. Now I'm emotionally invested in this story. Dave, there have been many times in pro wrestling where there was a principal wrestler. Everybody knew that this guy was the guy. This guy is going to be famous. One of these days, this guy is going to be a world champion. Last night, in that case, we didn't know who that guy was for a moment. Yeah. And in that, there have been guys that have gone to the ring and they have bested the person. How about how about uh, uh, for example, um, John Cena's in, in is uh, Kurt Angle's in the ring, and John Cena comes out and he, and he 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 slaps Kurt Angle. He's ruthless aggression. The whole that whole deal. That one moment turned John Cena into somebody that people gave a shit about. I felt like last night the same identical thing happened with Ricky Starks. Wow. Ricky Starks was able to go in the ring and become a major player in one night. Now it's about the carryover. Yes. 
what what is he going to it's not always about the winning and losing it's about the the gaining the emotional um respect from the crowd you can have a knockdown drag out match 50-50 MJF can win the match but not win the war not win the battle of popular appeal with the crowd if it if it if that's the way it goes, you know maybe in this this middle of this year, we not we might not be talking about MJF as the champion. We may be talking about MJF as the challenger. I like it, and you know what? My question to the nation is this, Mark, and that is, how do you feel now after what you saw from Ricky Starks? Because we all had our feelings about Ricky going into last night, but after last night which I feel was a career-defining moment. How do you feel yeah. about Ricky Starks and MJF in the ring? And also, do you think that Ricky Starks, in that war of words with MJF, actually won? We'll get out to the nation, and we will dissect what we heard from both Ricky Starks and MJF when Mark and I are back right here. I'm Busted Open. I'm Busted Open. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchick's Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Was that Ricky Starks' career-defining moment? And did Ricky Starks get the best of MJF on the microphone last night? So, Mark, let me first ask you, and I think I know the answers. Was last night Ricky Starks' career-defining moment so far? It was indeed, Dave, Ricky Starks' defining moment. And he was able to best one of the best promos and one of the best guys on the microphone ever. And if you could do it once, you could do it again. So I suggest that Ricky Starks be more than prepared and be, as Rick, as Rip Rogers would say, be, hey, 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 fat ass, be, be, over, be over fucking prepared. <laughs> you can't say Rip Rogers without at least 15... Words of profanity. You can't do it. And you know what? I'm not even going to go there because we would be here for hours trying to count how many F-bombs 
that he would say in an interview because uh, believe me, we've had him on enough to know how many F-bombs he drops in an interview. But Mark, you know, one thing you did say, and that is getting over. You know, Ricky Starks got over. And I'm not just saying last night in Austin because he's in front of his hometown. I'm just saying for me in my living room watching that, I now want to see Ricky Starks in the ring with MJF. When this match was first announced, I wasn't so sure. I definitely want to see that after what I saw last night. Dave, just think about the last two matches that you saw Ricky Starks have. Yep. uh, From whether last night or last week against Ethan Page. Like, Ricky Starks is shiny, man. Like, he didn't... He didn't have his. He, it was. He looked like Shawn Michaels last week. I mean, Ethan Page jumped on him. He had an injury that was, that he is healing up from, and Ethan Page did exactly what I would have done. He took advantage of the weakened part of Ricky Starks, and doing so, Ricky Starks. It was like watching a Rocky movie. You, you just like you couldn't hurt him. You couldn't kill him. He kept coming back. I mean, it was just like, you know, it was like a bad dream. And I just feel like emotionally everybody is invested now. They see who Ricky Starks really is. Ricky Starks is a ball of emotion. Yeah. And, you know, like as as long as he can have that that ability to fight back through adversity and take a licking and keep on ticking – uh, I hate to steal somebody's gimmick, but um, man, the dude is is he's limitless. Uh, and you just stole another gimmick right there, um, uh, Mark. I would say this in listening to that promo last night. You know, MJF did the ooh moment where he talked about Billy Corgan and the NWA and Ricky Starks go back there and wrestle on YouTube. But you know what? Like you mentioned before. Do you like of- that? Is is that something that, that you feel like is free game? Is that okay? Uh I'm I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of that. I'm not the biggest fan of that because I respect Billy and I respect other companies that um are doing everything they can to be a success and I feel like that's that's more of a derogatory than uh, a, a a a quiff on them. Yeah, I mean, listen, it it gets it gets the reaction. It gets a reaction from the crowd. And it definitely got the reaction from the crowd it's last not cool. night. Plus, you know what? It gave Ricky Starks the opportunity to follow up. Like Ricky Starks said, "Yeah, you know what? I was on YouTube. Like, I that's where I started. I, it doesn't define me. It's it's part of my journey. I like that. I like that he kind of took MJF's words and threw it back in his face." But you, Mark, you make a great point, and that's just me. Like, you know, you know, I'm I'm the biggest cowboy fan there is, and one of my all time favorite cowboys was Michael Irvin. I mean, an amazing wide receiver. The one thing I didn't like about Michael Irvin was the trash talk, because that trash talk could bite you in the ass. That trash talk isn't going to mean shit if you lose the game at the end of the day. And for right. me, everybody's got to start somewhere. Listen. Listen, like the WWE, you know, Seth Rollins can come out on 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 TV and destroy AEW. He, they they would never do that. And I feel like taking shots at other companies is 
isn't the best way to go. That's just there's probably people that are listening to the show right now that could feel completely different. That's the, I'm not the biggest fan of doing stuff like that. Well, I mean, but but you know they they've done little things here and there. You know, yes. like agreed. Um, all it's all is fun and in games. You know, it's cool. Uh, but but last night was personal. Like it it didn't seem like uh, what the um, AEW has done in days past or what WWE has done in days past. I, I just didn't find the, the humor or any humor in it. Um, but Max is um, a, a talented performer that has his agenda and is unapologetically him. Yes. And I, I got to respect that. But uh, nonetheless, Dave, I, I, I could have done without it. Yeah, and you know what? Like I said, Ricky Starks threw it right back in his face, Mark, which I'm completely fine with. If you're going to throw it out there, Ricky Starks, hey, that's where he started. Like you just mentioned, Ricky Starks was on this show. He was on Get Yourself Over Monday when we were doing that during the pandemic for a lot of indie wrestlers for them to get exposure because they couldn't get in the ring and actually wrestle. And we gave them an opportunity every Monday to come on here to promote themselves. Ricky Starks took advantage of it. Cody Rhodes, as you know, is somebody that was uh, is was and is an avid listener to bust it open. Heard Ricky Starks, heard his story, gave him up, gave him an opportunity, and Ricky Starks knocked it out of the park. And now he's in a championship match against MJF. He's up there against a world champion. Now winter is coming is next week for AEW, and he has got a title match. And the, to look at what Ricky Starks has gone through these last two years to where he is right now, you have to give him a standing ovation. And after what we heard from him last night, he deserves a standing ovation. Not, not only does he deserve a standing ovation, he deserves uh, a main event spot because yep. he he went into the main event atmosphere. Uh, I, I give a damn. And that's hard to do in pro wrestling. People think that it's, oh, it's booking. You got to book this guy against that guy. No, it's not. It's the talent of the individual. It's the ability to make people give a damn when stuff is not written for you. When, when It's the ability to make people care in your match. And it's, it's, it's just a regular match. It's not a pay-per-view. There's no stipulations. They just play your music and you walk down to the ring. But when you leave, the whole crowd is standing, giving you a standing O. Ricky Starks came in the back after a match and got a standing O clap from the locker room. Good for him. Damn it. That don't happen every week. And two weeks ago when that happened, I sat back and I went, he's turned the corner to myself. I I wish I'd have said it out loud. I said, Ricky turned the corner. And this last night was proof uh, that that he has turned the corner. Yeah, I love it. And to quote one of the greatest philosophers ever, Mr. J.J. Walker, Ricky Starks last night. Mark was dynamite. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. The one and only Dustin Rhodes. Sir, how are you this morning? And thanks for the time. Hey, man, what's going on? Appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining us. And so much to talk about with you. Um, Obviously, we've talked a lot this week, especially Mark and I. You made the announcement this last weekend that 2023 was going to be your last. Also, uh, you find out that a lot of wrestling fans don't hear very well because you said, you know, I'm still going to have some matches, but 2023 is going to be my last. And all of a sudden, people are chanting one more match. And you're like, slow down. I just said that there's going to be some more wrestling. But what made you come to the announcement uh, that 2023 is going to be your last? Well, Dave, um, I remember seeing Ray Candy uh, years ago when I broke into business, and he wasn't in the best shape. And he was on a walker, and I was just getting into the business, and I was green and, and excited about it and hungry and passionate. And I still am, but I saw him, and I, I made a promise to myself that I was going to get out while I could still walk. Um, and I didn't really ex- think I was going to say anything about this, but, you know, it just happened at Blizzard Bro, and I said, you know, I don't think anybody will pick up on it, but it did. And it, it, it caught fire, basically, and I was just like, you know, I just got to own it. But I really, truly don't want to go out in the business and, and do anything that that uh, tarnishes my my career you know I don't want to slip up and fall I don't you know I have this in the back of my head you know every time I go out what if I do something stupid then they're going to start chanting please retire and I don't want it to get to that and I know I'm doing really well right now and having some of the best work that I've ever had in my career these last four four years even though they're few and far between I think Tony's done a good job of treating me like an attraction in that sense and, and I appreciate that very much, and it does help my body. But on the flip side of that, it's hard when you're not working five days a week like the you know the WWE schedule. Your body gets calloused, and if you, you get used to it and things like that. And now it's like I work once every two, three, four months, and it's like man, you got you know red lights on, you go 100 miles an hour, and then you pay the price for it, or I pay the price for it. It takes me a week and a half to two weeks to recover from one match. And it's just, I'm starting to see those things. And my knees are pretty rough. My shoulders are pretty rough. Um, and I just, I made a decision that, hey, man, uh, the end of July, my contract's up. 
and I'm gonna be done with entering or at least twelve twelve way way down. You know, I don't know if that's gonna be it because you know when they say we're retiring, you know, they always come back, and you never say never. But that's what I'm looking for is as a end date for my in ring. Uh, wrestling career and that'll be you know 35 almost 36 years in the business and I think that's a good round number and there's nothing that I haven't done good or bad that I regret in the business I've loved everything that I've done the bad things have always uh, they've come to me and taught me lessons and I've become a better man for those so I just I want to get out while I can still walk but still teach the kids still coach hopefully if you know god willing uh, i'm allowed to do that here or you know whatever um and occasionally maybe make an on-screen appearance i don't know but i just don't want to embarrass myself is the main thing and i'm starting to second guess my my um my work rate anymore you know i'm not my stamina's not as good as it was i was watching mox last night i'm like jesus man I'm blown up. I'm just watching. I'm like, I can't hang with that. I could, but, you know, it's very, it had to be my style. It had to be very structured where I can do that. I couldn't do that every every week. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, yeah. um, right? Dustin, you, you've, uh, you've, you've always been able to, um, you know, I was explaining walk and talk to Dave earlier. You've always been able to get in the ring and walk and talk through things and have people come up with these incredible matches. Like, what did you get? Did you get the walk and talk from Dusty or who was the who's the person that that uh, worked that style with you? Uh, specifically, I'm trying to understand what you're asking uh, specifically. Um, like what? Exactly? Your teaching what style. Talk? Huh? Your, your teaching style. The way you teach is you get in and you actually physically get in the ring and do things with the talent. Like like I saw you do uh, last Wednesday. Right, and, right. And you walk and you talk through it and you you say, all right, uh, kick in the gut, uh, put your leg over, flip over. And, like, you, right. you do that so effortless. Like, I wanted to know where you learned that from. I don't know, man. That's just um, we've done it for so long, and it's just like, you know, if I was blind right now, I could do this blind. And it's just one of those things. I can do it in my sleep. It's just like it's effortlessly to me, and thank God, you know, I'm blessed with that, and that's why Dad called me the natural, I guess, and I'm going to own up to it and live it. But I was just natural at it, you know, those spots and and learning moves and calling things, and I think they, you know, that's just I I do that for them to get their wind up and start to think, and I try to think of a hard, like little transition spot for them so that they're thinking, and it makes them easier, but. You know, practice before it, before a, uh, a live show helps them, but they need to be in front of people. They have to get those reps in. That's where the, the you know the work really starts. You know, and I can only lead them there. It's up to them to find their charisma 
and dig deep and find something that, you know, that helps them strike lightning and then run with it. You know, he's throwing poop at the wall, man, right? You throw it, throw it a million yeah. times. There's a lot of that don't stick, but something sooner or later sticks. And that's what they got to do, and they got to recognize that and run with it. It's hard. These days, it's hard, man. Uh, Dustin, you just mentioned about the announcement you made last weekend at Blizzard Brawl and that you were surprised that that announcement caught fire. You thought you were just making it in front of those people, and that's where it was going to live. I mean, do you right. underestimate how much of a legend you are? Do you underestimate how much people appreciate your work? Because it feels like you do if you thought an announcement like that was just going to live in that room. Because I think, you know, you making that announcement is a big deal. And, and, I, and I think you kind of undervalue what you have done all these decades in the ring. You're 100% correct, and I do. And I'm, I'm really terrible at that. I do undervalue me. And I do um, not think that, you know, I'm as loved as maybe I am. And that's something that internally I got to work on. It's just I'm a humble person and um, I'm a very giving person. And I don't look at it like, oh, man, these people. Well, I do look at it sometimes. It worries me. Do these people still love me? It's like last night I went out and I'm like, I'm not even going to get a reaction after all these matches. And so many years and they're just like oh Dustin's so old those are the things that go through my head and they're terrible things but that's part of the entertainment business and some of you know our insecurities and we all have them it's just you know some people deal with them a little differently and when the red light comes on though I go to work and I just I don't even listen I don't even hear anything I'm just focused on what I'm doing and I think that's what kind of gets me through I hear them, but I don't hear them. You know what I mean? I, I see them, but I don't. Uh, I get it. And I, and I think, and I, and I like what you said, Dustin, about the struggle, because I struggle with it as well. You know, being a host of this show, you know, it's, you know, is was that show good enough? Did I ask the right question? Did they say the right thing? And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. You do struggle with that because... It's not just in front of one person. It's in front of thousands of people. So that I think that's a struggle that every entertainer has. And, you know, my next question, Dustin, is, you know, I've told you before that the match that you had with Cody at Double or Nothing is in my top 10 greatest matches of all time. And, you know, I also remember when you came on as a guest for Thunder Rosa and Thunder Rosa when you joined the show, she had tears in her eyes because of how much you have helped her with her career and her climb to win the AEW Women's Championship. So let me ask you this. Like, do you get more enjoyment out of a great match or when you know you've made such an impact on a wrestler in their career? Like, what, what, like, is it the coaching aspect or the performing aspect that you get the most joy out of? Yeah, uh, both. I mean, in my latter years here, you know, performing and putting on a, a great show and being able to do something like a, me and Cody at Double or Nothing is always in the back of my head, you know, but it's it's one of those moments that they don't happen a lot. And when they do happen, you need to realize when they happen, you just live in the moment. Um, and they do happen, right? There's special moments. But on the flip side of that too, I think I'm giving back to the business and I love it. And coaching is so much fun to me. I really just dive deep into the specifics of things and try to teach them. And I always have, uh, you know, I, I, 
I don't want to go out there and tell a certain person what to do in the ring. I can give suggestions, but I want their characters to come out because if I water it down with my stuff, they're doing my stuff. And I think it's important that they find themselves. And then when they come back, I tell them what they did wrong. I tell them what they did right, whether they like it or not, right? And I usually, I, I'll rate a match on, on one to 10 and I'll tell them straight up. If it was a six, it's not real good. Or if it was a seven, you know, it could be better. Um, and, it, you know, they get a little upset at that. But then they thank me later, and it's just, I, I don't like to sugarcoat stuff. I really want them to get it. I really want them to learn. And I know it's 2022, and I'm from 1988, you know, and I've been through so many different eras of the business, but I've grown with it. Either, either grow or you don't. You, you, you don't grow, you're dead in the water. And I, I believe I've done that over my career, and that's something that I'm very proud of. And I do have a lot of offer to these kids. If they just listen and open up, not all of them want it. Not all, all of them. But I see them. I see the ones that don't want help, and I go to the ones that do want help. And those guys really love it. And you know, our, we have our training classes every week. And I think I'm getting through to them. But I, I think I just found my next calling. Though is, is uh, giving back to the business in this aspect because I'm so knowledgeable about so many things. Of television, you know. Yep. And, and Dustin, I want to I want to give you your as Mark always likes to say, give you your flowers. Uh, I want to thank you for giving time for us today, and I want to thank you for everything you've done for the business. It's not over by any stretch of the imagination, but I just want you to know that how much you're respected and how much you're loved, and and I want to thank you for the time this morning. And just waking up this morning and hanging out with us. Yeah, man, it, it's not a not good when I have to get up early. I got to get like a lot of caffeine in my body and try to think clearly. You guys are on so damn early, man. Well, I mean, you know, it is a morning show. Uh, but, but Dustin, thank, <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, no, seriously, thanks for getting up early and thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, it was great. Yes, yeah, sir. I appreciate it too, man. And, that, you know, you guys are the best. The best. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.